me some peanuts and crackers, Jack. I don't care if I never get back. Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of the Sports Nuts Podcast. This is your podcast where, yes, you guessed it, we talk about sports. Before I go any further, we got to make sure I introduce my co-host because uh, Liz went back and I'm not a big fan of listening to my podcast I record after I'm done, which is a good thing since uh, Steve McLaughlin, Daughter Geek, edits them for me, so I don't have to. But I went back the last couple shows to listen to, and I can say the show is... 20, 30, 40 times better now that I have a co-host. And I got the one, the only, I'm just going to call him B tonight, Mr. Bruce. Ah, good evening. How's it going, Tracy? I am doing good. First, I want to apologize to everybody. No show last week. It was all on me. You want to yell no show? Yell at me. Uh, any complaints, you can send them to link, though, okay, from the Linux link podcast so just sent a link at linslick.net and uh, he'll take all the complaints so uh if you listen to that show it's an inside joke and you'll know what it means but uh for the rest of the world that don't just carry on oh i'm sure a lot of the folks who listen to this know exactly where you're going with it <laughs> exactly but hey before i go any further first and foremost i want to say because this doesn't happen very often very seldom i make a bold prediction well, first of all, any prediction I make doesn't turn out very often, but a bold prediction, and it comes true, it was announced today, the new Dallas Stars coach is Mr. Ken Hitchcock, who comes back. I'm very surprised at that, but I also think that uh, ah, good for Ken Hitchcock more than anything else, because um, I think that, uh, you know, in the end, what was happening in St. Louis, he got kind of a short thrift in. But uh, I think another run at Dallas could be just what they need. Yeah. Um, trivia question. He is the last Dallas Stars coach to ever have a tie. <laughs> when he was on is when they got rid of the ties. So, But, hey, I was looking back. At the Dallas Stars, at the end of each season, I, I would go in-depth at the Dallas Stars. And I knew they had an injury plague this year. I did not know they were injured like they were. Here's how bad. I wrote down a couple stats how bad their injury was. For a six-week stretch, this is six weeks in a row, the Dallas Stars, their top 12 forwards, nine of them were out. They only had three of their top nine forwards for a six-week stretch. That's pretty bad. It was so bad for a road trip when they went up to play the Jets, the Blackhawks, uh, and somebody else. I forgot who now. They not only had to bring in players from the AHA, the Texas Stars down in Austin. They had to go to IHL one level below. That's like in baseball, going to your double-A team and bringing people up. They actually had a guy that they just drafted who was uh, 18 years old who has only played professionally for about two weeks. <laughs> he was in high school like two months before, so it, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I didn't know it was quite that bad, the injury that hit them. Uh, and they've been running the last couple of years with the two-headed monster at goalie. Was only twenty-two games. They actually had the two-headed monster, so it was a very injury plagued. Lindy Ruff got the raw end of the deal. He didn't get fired. He was let go. I got a feeling no matter what happened, unless they won the Stanley Cup, he was going to be let go. But this last year, you cannot put 
anything on Lindy Ruff. You just got to scratch that off the table because no one could overcome those those things that happen. Well, and I think also one of the things to tell you the truth, I think ultimately, don't you feel he would have actually been shown the door at some point if they actually didn't make a strong showing anyway? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was he was going to be shown the door unless they won the Stanley Cup. Uh, I, I think he was. They were just not going to renew his contract. Uh, I, I I like that for Lindy Ruff's sake. He wasn't fired. He was just let go. Like I said, he he would have been gone. Uh, but uh, you, but you can't hold that against him this year one bit. I mean, ninety or twelve forwards are out for six weeks. What can you do? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're literally putting a dang near high school kid in there. So. Well, I'm also kind of curious as to the extent of some of those injuries because that actually plays such a major, major part for a lot of NHL teams because, well, it kind of goes back into uh, at the start of the season this year. Uh, Patrice Bergeron was actually hurt during the World Games, although we're not going to know the full extent of it until after the season is done. But uh, I, anybody watching his game could have sensed something was wrong, and Boston really should have at very minimum sat him because why are you going to have him play the first month of meaningless games when you know you want the best two-way player in the NHL on the ice near the end. Uh, they made some pretty bad decisions, but again, injuries play such a crucial, crucial part of the playoff run. Yeah, speaking of injuries, uh, they did announce also that the NHL will not participate in the next Winter Olympics. That's what I always worst the most. We, you know, worry about the most is the uh, you know injuries at that, which means. The KHL already announced they are going to be with the Olympics, which means your Russian and a lot of your European countries will probably have a stronger team than U.S. or Canada this year. So almost likely it would be very, very, since the NHL is in there, U.S. Air Canada is in the finals. I think that's a low percentage chance now. Well, and I think what's really unfortunate is that I mean, I know why I don't want to see players in there, but unfortunately, from what it seems to be, uh, this looks like it's a possible power play for an ultimate NHL strike that they feel is coming up soon. Yeah, they've had two now, and every time they have a strike, it gets their TV dollars goes down and down, and it takes them forever to get the TV dollars back up. We're actually at a point now where we can actually watch some hockey that's not on cable. Barely, but you can. The only thing I don't like about uh, the uh, NBC Game of the Week when they have it every Sunday afternoons is basically it's it's Boston, New York, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, and Philly and Detroit. And that's pretty much your teams they're all going to see. I really wish they would expand that more. I can see why they're doing it since it's a 12 o'clock game but since it's such a marquee game i really think they should schedule the nhl should schedule some of the west coast teams to play them because pretty much you always see rangers capitals capitals penguins boston rangers something like that was pretty much it for the sunday game of the week so they i think they need to start yanking in some of those other west coast teams on that sunday game of the week well, you know, and it's funny, I'd like to say that the NHL is the only victim of this bad um, uh, scheduling, but look at the NFL sending teams like the Jaguars to play over London. They're lucky that anybody watches the NFL after that. Yeah, then the Thursday night games are pretty much a joke. It, every Thursday night game seems to be almost 
a dud. It 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 really does. Uh, and speaking of games, what about uh, NBA has a big issue problem with this now about big marquee players. Just nope, they're not going to play tonight. You know, so it it, it yeah, and you it, it's really hurting the ratings. And I really think, especially in the NBA, I think in the next talks with uh, NBC and ESPN for their different games, they're going to be saying, hey. If, uh, if uh, more than one of the top, you know, five players or three players on each team that's, you know, not playing, you're going to get a percentage cut because that dramatically lowers viewership. And I think basketball is the one sport where the TVs could probably get away with that. Football, forget it. Hockey, forget it. Uh, but I think NBA, the next big talks with uh, TV contracts, that's going to be in there. Well, and circling back to the Olympics and the NHL, I think one of the games I'd also like to see them, uh, I would like to see them stop the All-Star game in the middle of the season. If you're going to do anything like that, have it at the end of the season when everything is done because, uh, you know, it, it's a, it can be a fan favorite if it's done the right way. But, I mean, I think that's more distracting than anything else. And let's face it, you know, those five days of where there's really nothing going on, especially in the middle of winter, it's their market to capture. And they, show, they should be taking advantage of that. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. And the game, the three-on-three, yeah, that's kind of a unique touch. But I would like to see them really expand the skills competition, get rid of the games, you know, um, really expand, you know, um, double the competitions, have it make it into a two-day thing instead of a one-day skills and one-day game. Just make it a skills competition. Uh, But you're right. You're right that the same week they have the all-star break, is there's something else not going on where there's pretty much nothing. There's a little NBA and you're done. They they could have a whole another week. Well, I like your idea expanding on the skill set because I think the greatest part of that is that nobody gets hurt. Not that anybody gets hurt during these all-star games anyway. There's very little contact, but why would you risk that? And so I, I that's a solid idea. You know what? We need to email them. Exactly. Because this last year, I did watch the skills competition and I watched a couple of three on threes. And I'll be honest, I enjoyed the skills competition way, 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 way more uh, than I did the games. The only thing I really liked about the games is uh, the last year when uh, Jordy Ben went up against Jamie Ben. Now it's not a big deal that, uh, you know, Jordy's up with the Habs. So, uh, yeah, and speaking of the Habs, they are, uh, you know, the number one seed. Um, I, I would have put money on that. Nope, they weren't, but they are. Well, I think what I'm really uh, sort of surprised is I've seen a couple of articles now um, saying that Montreal um, is considered the underdog, but I'm not sure by who, non-hockey watchers. If anything, I think that they are absolutely the team to watch out for because, you know, you've got a few interesting teams that are coming to the playoffs this year. You know, it's interesting to see Calgary in it. Uh, I'm glad that the Oilers are coming back uh, as we get closer to the finals. I don't know how happy I'll be to see them there, but uh, good for the fans of Toronto. They're seeing the Leafs play as well, but for my money right now, I think that Montreal did the most 
at trade deadline this year to get stronger. So you're not going to be able to push these guys around like you did last year. They've got a good core uh, group of defensemen. You know, Carey Price is a world-class goaltender, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, picking up Radulov this year was huge for those guys. Uh, he turned out to be the player that everyone thought he would be. So for my money, Montreal is going to give everybody a run for their money this year. Yeah, speaking of Canadian teams, last year, none. This year, five of the six. Only the Canucks, you know, aren't in, uh, which is a huge... No, no, sorry, uh, Jets. I forgot. I keep on forgetting about the Jets uh, sitting there in the middle of the country. So, yeah, five of the seven are in. I'll have to find the article, but they were talking about what a boon it is to uh, ticket buyers. Well, I, I actually, let me reverse that. They have ticket prices for the first round of the playoffs. The most expensive one is going for $55,000. And it's one of the Game 3 tickets for the Toronto Maple Leafs of all teams. Yeah, uh, Toronto, when you make they make the playoffs, it's like, dang. Uh, I think the TV market would love to see the Capitals Hawks in the finals. Uh, that would be a big-time TV bonanza. But I, I would love, love to see the Oilers and the Habs. Oh, man, just, just two teams you never thought doing anything. Two young teams just not knowing what they're not supposed to be doing in that big of a game. I would love to see that. Well, you know, it's really unfortunate because two of the best Canadian rivalries are actually within the same division, which is unfortunate because if those two teams were to match up, for instance, Calgary and Edmonton, they always draw blood in those games. I mean, it's the most brutal, aggressive game outside. The only one that it's outdone by is the rivalry between Montreal and Toronto. And, you know, we're going to see a treat in the early rounds, um, not in the first round, but by the second round, we could see those pairings. And I'll tell you, if they actually show up playing each other, those are the, the games to watch. Okay, speaking, we're going in this heavy because the playoffs are starting like today. If Yeah, tonight. The first game's run tonight, so we're going to get this in before they go. I'm going to read the games off to you for the first round, and Bruce, I want you to tell me who you think the winners, and I will tell you who I think. Uh, the first one, we're going to start in the East. Uh, we got the Habs going against the Rangers. Who's going to win that? That uh, should be the Canadians in five. Okay, I actually have the Rangers in that one. So, and usually when I do these, I'm horrible. I'm, I'm horrible. So, going against me is actually a good thing I'll miss. Um, next one, you got uh, Ottawa and the Bruins. Do I need to even ask you? Oh, no, but it won't be what you think it is. It's Ottawa in five. Okay, I actually had Boston in this one. Um, looking at the and just the strictly analytics, I like Boston early, but I think depth hurts them right now so i actually got boston winning the first round uh, well and for the reason why i ended up choosing ottawa is the fact that boston hasn't beaten ottawa in seven games and nothing shows me that they're capable of taking the senators out at this point because in every key game where rask needed to play his best they've played his worst and the last game he played against them, he lost it out seven to nothing. And he's it's not going to be pretty. I mean, they're going to be playing Charlie McAvoy, uh, one of the top prospects uh, in the NHL who starts his first game tonight. I'll tell you, he may be beaten early and often. 
Yeah, the I hate playing the what if games, but just think of Boston now if they did not get a Tyler Seguin. Uh, yeah, enough of that. So now you have the then the second round you have the Canadian against Ottawa. That would be a good matchup. I would like that. That's definitely a watch. Uh, who's winning uh, that series? Wow. Well, I'm sticking with uh, the Canadians because I think they'll win their bracket outright. Okay, I got the Rangers since doing the Rangers and the Bruins, so I got the Rangers. Okay, next in the East, Capital Toronto. Now, uh, this is my first round matchup pick out of the East and the West. I think this is going to be an awesome series. I, I really, really do. So, who's Capitals or uh, Leafs? Oh, my heart is with the Leafs, but it's actually Washington. Uh, if I would say it'll be hard fought. Uh, six games. Okay, I got the Caps too. Uh, Penguins and uh, Columbus. I'd love to see Columbus just wipe these guys out in four straight. I absolutely hate the Penguins, but um, I think realistically this could go six or seven games. Uh, but ultimately, I think Columbus should prevail. Yeah, I think for Pittsburgh, the two toughest matches up is they're going to see in all of the playoffs is actually going to be the Capitals and uh, Columbus, and they'll have both of them if they want to move on. So I got Penguins too. So we're both the same. Capitals, Penguins, who's going forward? Not the Capitals. Okay, Penguins, I got the Capitals. I got the Capitals. So you got the Penguins and the Habs. Who's going to the Stanley Cup Finals? Montreal. Okay. Um, I got the Capitals. So uh, I got the Capitals, and they're there. So there we go. That's the East. Now let's go to the West. You got uh, Chicago against Nashville. I'm, I'm going Chicago, and I'll just put Chicago in there for you, too. Oh, yeah. Four straight. That Nashville doesn't even belong there. Okay. Then you got Minnesota and Blues. Who do you have? That's a tough one because... Somebody, unfortunately, has to win between the two, and I don't like either team. If anything, I'm going to give the edge to Minnesota right now, but not because they've been on a seven-game losing streak. Yeah, this was, to me, I was almost saying the same thing, but I picked the Blues when I picked, ultimately. So, uh, Minnesota-Chicago, I'll just put Chicago in for you, and I'll put Chicago against the Blues against for me. Am I right there? Oh, without a doubt. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, Flames-Ducks, who do you got? Ooh, this actually is an interesting game because uh, the Ducks, uh, hmm, I've never respected them, but they've always seemed to want, win when they need to. And I think because Calgary is not quite there as far as a mature team, they're going to give the Ducks a run, but it should be the Ducks in about five. That's it. I, for the Western, that's my series in the West. Uh, I think the best series to watch, but I, I got the Ducks also. So then you got the Oilers and the Sharks. Who do you have? Ah, this one is probably the toughest one to, to figure out because I love the Oilers' speed, but if anybody can match them with speed, it's actually the team they're playing. And it'll all come down to the goaltender because it'll be Cam Talbert versus Martin Jones. And I like Jones a lot. But I think that the Oilers have a bit of an edge here. So I think that if any series goes seven games, it'll be this. And I think the Oilers will ultimately pull it out. Okay. Um, I got the Sharks. But if the Oilers get by the Sharks, I see them going deep, 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 deep. Um, you, the speed is just, you're, you're right. Um, and one thing that gives Chicago problem is what? Speed. 
So, yeah, so, but yeah, so I got the sharks though. Uh, and I got the sharks and ducks. I actually got the ducks. And who do you got for ducks and oilers? Uh, hmm. I want to go with Edmonton, but I think the ducks will ultimately edge them out. Okay, yeah, I got the ducks too. So, ducks in Chicago. I'm saying Chicago. How about you? Chicago all the way. Okay, so I have Chicago and the Capitals, and I am saying Capitals. And you have uh, Chicago and the Habs, right? No, Pittsburgh. No, no, no. Uh, Chicago and the Habs. Yep, who's going to take it out? Montreal will get their first cup in a long time, and but it will be seven full games. Okay, I, I would love, if, if the Habs do make it to the finals against Chicago, I would love to see that I, I would really although there's uh, the team i love to hate chicago um they're like my team to hate it's kind of hard since my what second cousin played for the blackhawks is in the nhl hall of fame because he played for them so it's kind of hard but you know being a north stars fan and then we actually when me and my wife move we're moving down to the dallas area one of the things that was against was they had no hockey team here and i was like oh, i was bombed and two weeks after we made the decision move to dallas the St dallas star said we're moving to dallas and i'm like my team is following me <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome and there really wasn't any rumors because there was no really internet back then to find rumors what's going on so i was actually happy my team is following me so uh i was actually happy so out of you out of all the games in the first series what is your pick for the best one i had the capitals and the leafs uh what's yours oh that's um that's a tough one. Let me let me look at this again. I'll talk about it a second while you're looking. Uh, in the West, like I said, I had the Ducks and the Flames is the best in the West. Uh, I think for first round games and matchups, Oilers and Sharks should be pretty good too. Uh, but I, I I just love how the Ducks and the Flames uh, can play a wide open game. They both can, and they both can play a grind out defense hard game. So I think that'll be a good change up and down. But I just think the Capitals and uh, Leafs will beat it out. Yeah, and actually, I agree. I think looking at all of these in the end, the most exciting will be there because you've got the energy of Toronto who are being there for the first time in quite some time. And then you've got the uh, Capitals who they've got a lot to prove because I think that if they don't go deep enough this year, meaning that they don't end up as one of the final four, there still may be some changes down the road for them because uh, they, they've been good at uh, getting to this point, but not much farther. Yeah. And a bold prediction, uh, every series, the Oilers win, if they win more than one, if they win one, McDavid will be the MVP every time. So, you know, he could be the MVP of every series, including the Cups. I think every series, if they win, and every series they win, McDavid will be the MVP, hands down. Now, if I were a man who believed in conspiracies uh, and the NHL wanted to highlight the future of the NHL, then the finals would be Edmonton versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, because then you would have Connor McDavid taking on Austin Matthews. And that would be a matchup that I'm sure everybody would love to see. Oh, exactly. Um, and another good uh, young guy, I forgot his name. He plays for the Jets. Do you remember his name? Line. Thank you. Uh, he is, ex uh, to me, he's up there with McDavid. Um, when he's on, dang, 
Uh, he really reminds me of a stronger Jamie Ben, where he, he can say, I'm going to put the puck in that little half square inch right there. And he's got a hard shot, but he's bigger. So I, I, I equate to him as a larger Jamie Ben. Well, I think with the, one of the most surprising aspects of the NHL drafting incoming class, the last two years, we've seen a bumper crop of really outstanding players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before, we had uh, uh, Ty Domi's kid and uh, Panarin. And, uh, you know, there were just a host of a really strong class of kids coming up. So I do like the future of the NHL. And of course, for all the detractors that say, you know, it's being watered down, but nah, you know, these days there are so many different development leagues out there. The game is a lot different. It's played a lot faster. Uh, and you know, with fights going down, there's not as much as that grind out hockey like there used to be. Yeah. Um, one thing going going back to the stars I was thinking about today as I was mowing is now Lindy Ruff really, really had something against Valerie uh, Nuchuchkin. He, he really had something because at first, his first year he was here, when he was here, uh, he was kind of lazy. And he's tried to work hard. So I think Lindy Ruff always had something against him. So last he asked to go to the KHL, so they gave the race to KHL. I can see Valerie coming in for an off-season workout and, and uh, Hitchcock saying, I want you here. And uh, that would be good because in the KHL, he's been doing pretty good. So that could even be another weapon for the Stars that uh, bringing somebody back. On a side note, uh, when you brought up the Stars, I'm going to go back and bring up the Minnesota North Stars because uh, I forgot what it was. It was the final game going into uh, uh, this past weekend. And uh, I wish I could remember the two teams, but it was fights from beginning to end. And they said they had a whopping 180 minutes. And, you know, any of us who remember the Boston-Minnesota game, I think it was 1978, will say, oh, isn't that cute? We had 438 penalty minutes between (laughs) the Stars and Bruins. Exactly. And another thing, um, I want to get your opinion. Um, is this uh, NHL team wheels off, or is this a good thing? Last week, beginning of last week, I was going to bring this up last week, uh, the weekend before last, the Minnesota Wild had a throwback jersey. Not a big deal, but they wore a North Stars jersey for a throwback. Is that wheels off, or is that okay? I'm actually okay with it because, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with bringing some of those things back as long as they don't try some of those multicolored, uh, what is it? I think the Penguins had like a prison suit that it looked like. Same thing with the Canadians. It looked like prison uniforms than anything else. Yeah, no, I got nothing against it except the North Stars, the one they did was the one because they had a couple different logos they would wear. One of them enlarged the star above the end. And it was a little larger than the other one. If they would have had their normal one, hey, no big deal. But they had the larger star. And I'm like, why did they pick that one? Why did they just do the regular North Stars jersey? You know, I really think it was Minnesota's way to poke the finger in Dallas. You know, saying, see, 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 see. I really, really do. Now, speaking of this, you can't say anything bad because Minnesota had to get permission from Dallas to do that when I was hearing about that. So don't say anything bad about, oh, they're going behind the backs doing this. That. Nope, they had to get Dallas permission, and Dallas was kind of like, 
we don't care. <laughs> Go for it. So uh, I, I'm sure there was something thrown back Dallas's way, you know, something like that. But uh, I'm sure it was something small, you know, like discounted a hotel when they come up and play or something like that, you know, because I don't think the Dallas Stars really cared. Or somebody pulls the fire alarm at three o'clock in the morning like they did here in Boston. Oh, exactly. Uh, yeah, not even going to go there. <laughs> oh, hey, wait, before I forget this, when you had made the uh, guess about Ken Hitchcock, you actually had another prediction that almost came true had he not retired to CBS, uh, and that was having Romo go to the Texans. Yes. Now, I'm going to make another bold prediction. I'm going to – this is going to be bold, bold, bold. I still think he's going to play for the Texans. I really, really do. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be after mini camps are done. Um, I think they're going to look at the quarterback situation, and Houston's going to go, dang, and up the amount on Romo, and Romo's going to say, okay, because here's one of the reasons. Besides the whole plane, this and that, he's on. he's CBS number one. He does two games a week. It's not like he leaves Friday and comes back Sunday night. He now leaves Tuesday and comes back Sunday night with a wife that's having a baby in September. He's homeless now with CBS than he would be when he was a player in Dallas where she's going to stay. So I really think in Texas are going to say, hey, when it's born, you got the week off. Go ahead and take the week off. Will he? Probably not unless it's born on a Sunday. Uh, but bold prediction, I still think Romo's playing for the Texans because of those facts there. Yeah, um, he is a huge family man, huge family man. And I still think there's something kind of irking him to get back at Jones after Jones promised him he'd be released right away, and he wasn't. So those are why I'm making that bold prediction. Well, I guess date to watch here is June 1st because that's when Dallas can actually – cut him without having to i guess after they wait to a certain amount of time he doesn't count as much against the cap if it's done after a certain date and they said june 1st is the date that dallas would be able to do this okay uh i thought they released him already didn't they release him when he signed with cbs he did but i think what did it well actually i don't know if that's true they released him from uh, his player responsibilities, but I think that technically when um, June 1st rolls around, that's when they can officially do that, and this is all having to do with the cap. But I, I should go back and look at that. I think I, I think you're right, yeah, because uh, that would make sense, But because uh, I know I've seen somewhere about they released him. Maybe maybe you're right. They do just out of uh, player responsibilities. That, that very well could be true. Um, speaking of that, two weeks from tomorrow – is uh nfl draft uh me and a buddy of mine always get together and thursday night we go to his place and we watch the draft and friday night he comes to my place and we watch the draft and it's going to be in dallas next year we're already talking if the tickets aren't too expensive we are there oh sweet uh, i didn't realize they were switching around i thought that it was always held in new york for some reason Yep, it was. Last year, it was in Philly. This year, uh, it is in Chicago. And next year, it is in Jerry World. Wow, very cool. Very cool. 
And being since it's going to be in they've well they've said in Jerry World tenant I'm thinking it's going to stay there that maybe it'll move but if it's in Jerry World there'll be you know the nosebleed seats and I think it would be good just to go there get some cheap nosebleed seats just to say I was there you know um I I think it it will be a less of experience than watching it on TV because that's the one time I really liked all the analytics is the draft time um I actually record it <laughs> and I rewatch it. And now that I have Sling TV, last year I had to find online and download it somewhere. This year, now that I got Sling TV and Sling TV allows uh, DVR. Uh, if you guys are a fan, of, if you never heard of Sling TV, oh, it's awesome. I pay thirty bucks a month. I get lots of lots of uh, cable channels with the NHL Network, baby, NFL Network, which is pretty nice. Uh, and DVR. So I'm going to DVR it, and I like to watch it a couple times. I'm actually going to have to look into it with a coworker because I know that with uh, baseball already upon us, I think that it would be awesome to be able to set it up on one of our uh, uh, computer screens while we actually get work done, in quotes. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I do watch the NHL draft live. Um, the first day of free agency NHL, which is the best free agency day of any sport. If you guys don't know about that, it take the NFL day one free agency and times it by like a hundred. You know that is the NHL day one. Um, those are days I watch on TV. Baseball draft I listen to on the radio uh, because there's so many players you have no clue about, and the radio just gives you a little more, you know, key in on them and everything like that but yeah it, if the sling tv is pretty cool they have the they don't have the mlb network but um pretty cool um, do, um you, you're familiar with the phone carrier t-mobile right oh yeah well they have something called t-mobile tuesdays have you ever heard of that no t-mobile and i'm a t-mobile carrier I used to verizon for a long time until about three months ago every tuesday they give away stuff free stuff from different places. Uh, I've gotten free Papa John's. I've gotten Dunkin' Donuts, a whole bunch of stuff. Last Tuesday, um, you know the online MABL.TV where you get every game from every team all year long? Oh, yeah. $120. They gave away a free subscription to that. Wow, nice. So I, now I already paid for mine, so I'm like, ugh. But uh, I signed up on it, so I have a second account now. So uh, I don't know why I got a second account. It just did. But next year, I'm going to turn off my auto renewal. And hopefully, they'll do it again because I heard they did it last year, too. So and I thought it was just going to be on the T-Mobile network. It's it's not. Um, it's it's I can watch it on my Roku or anything I want to with that account. So pretty sweet giving away $120 thing. So uh, yeah, and, and yesterday's was a five dollar Dunkin' Donut gift certificate, so that's all I need is a, a free donut. I will tell you one quick, quick thing. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, I lost two pairs of pants, no questions asked. And so anyway, when my wife was getting some work done on her teeth, I actually happened to go to a Dunkin' Donuts, and as I was ordering a coffee, I thought, hmm. I could go for a donut right now. And then the inside voice said, yeah, you know, you lost two pairs of pants last week. Are you sure you really want to go this way? <laughs> exactly. Um, 
speaking of that, um, I'm actually kind of happy. Um, I don't get on the scale much. Um, starting in late January, I'm not dieting, um, but working out of the house, I am had the world's worst eating habits because I'm not a big breakfast eater. And I'm not on the keto diet, but I started drinking the keto coffee in the morning. Are you familiar with that is? No. Okay, it's going to sound like, uh, now I'm a straight black coffee drinker. You know, uh, cream, eh, don't care about. Basically, you take a cup of coffee, you put a little butter in it, and you put um, some coconut oil in it, and it melts, and you drink it. Gets you good fats and everything. I started doing that for breakfast. Tastes like creamy coffee. So I started having that for breakfast, and then I'm not hungry at all when I get to lunch because it's giving me the fats my body needs. And a lot of times for lunch, I'll do the same thing because if I'm outside work and I don't want anything heavy. And since late January, I got on the scale this morning, I'm down 30 pounds. I'm actually happy about that. That's astounding. So wait, it's it's coffee, butter, and coconut? Yeah, coconut oil. It, it's what you're doing is you're giving your body good fats. So there's it goes into what all it does. No, there's a whole big keto diet. I'm not on the diet per se. And sometimes for lunch, I'll have a light lunch though. But yeah, basically just a cup of coffee, put a little bit of butter in it, put a little bit of coconut oil in it, stir it, mix it, and drink it down. And I'm got a lot more energy. I'm, um, I'm not hungry at all. At, after I have it for two, three hours, I am not hungry at all, which just amazed me. You know, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, I, and then dinner, I have whatever I want. Tonight, I had pizza. I don't care. I want spaghetti? I have spaghetti. You know, um, but I limit myself to one plate <laughs> for dinner. So that's all I'm doing. That That is it. And, and yesterday, I went to Chick-fil-A for lunch. So it's not like I'm truly dieting. I think what it's helping me is because I'm not a big food eater, breakfast or lunch when I'm working on my land. I just needed something to keep my metabolism going, and I always had coffee anyway. I love coffee. I'm a coffee fanatic, so it just helped me out. It's funny because I actually quit coffee a couple of months ago. But uh, remind me, next next week when we have our podcast and the Bruins are still playing Ottawa at that point, or maybe not, um, I have a story for you regarding my health, the emergency room, and Craig Hammond. Oh, Okay. <laughs> hey, before we go, let's talk some NFL rumors real quick before we end this up. So, so we know this is an all uh, hockey podcast. Uh, top rumors: John Lynch kind of put it out there for the Forty ers that they're up to selling that second pick. So, which means it'll probably probably be gone. Um, and Rothberger disputes that he keeps on saying, "I need a tight end. I need a tight end." Oop! Here it is. Another rumor saying. Um, NFL scout is saying uh, there's a 60 to 70% chance to him. Roma plays for Texans. There you go. I didn't, didn't even know that was reported out there. <laughs> Somebody else is with me. Um, so, and this was three days ago. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Go read it. CBS sports. There's been a lot of stuff saying this or that on it, but Peyton Manny finally explains the whole thing about Omaha from front to back. <laughs> So go to CBS Sports and just type Peyton Manning Omaha, and you'll get to it. I don't even want to get into it. That's y'all's homework if you want to find out. Well, my favorite, um, I don't know if it's rumor turned fact anytime soon, but I would be curious to see if Marshawn Lynch actually ends up with Oakland. Uh, yep. And last rumor central about that is the Browns 
are talking about trading the number one pick. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so those are the big rumors I read. But yeah, you're right. And Adrian Peterson still does not have a job. Um, my prediction of him going back at a discount to Minnesota is still out there. I know they want another back. Uh, but his when he first came out, when he said when he was cut by Minnesota and he says, well, I'll have a job in 10 minutes, you know, it's not happening because he's what I heard up until real recently. He's been still asking for seven to nine million dollars a year. Teams aren't going to give that to him. Well, here's something off of the rumor mill. According to one of the NFL sideline reporters that was interviewed on CBS radio a couple of days ago, actually mentioned that in the manager's meeting, Adrian Peterson's name came up and a lot of the owners said this man does not have the heart for the game anymore in fact right now it's all about the dollar and that's a pretty dangerous thing because if that's what the owners are spreading amongst themselves then Peterson almost assuredly will not be signed uh, anywhere near what he thinks he's getting because when he showed up in New England this past Monday it was because Blount was going to try a power play saying I want more than 1.2 million dollars and the Patriots essentially said hey we've got Adrian Peterson here I think if we sign him then we don't need you at all but I think ultimately what will happen is that Blount will come back to New England but he'll come back at about 800,000 because they will not pay him a million yeah I'm saying Adrian Peterson contract when he signs uh now this is if he signs before training camp which he might not um, if it's before training camp, he'll sign for around a million, maybe hair less, with incentives that could pay him up to like three to four. If he signs after training camp, it'll be because of an injury, and then he will get uh, around two million plus incentives. So that's what I'm thinking of him. And I still, to this to this day, I think he will be paid if he's strictly after money. He will be paid. The best if he still goes back to Minnesota. I think Minnesota is still the one team that would pay him the most. Well, and it'll all go back that if he does sign for any kind of money, this I think will categorically be his last year if he does not hit a thousand yards. Yeah, I, here's what I see. Um, I think you're right. I really do. If he goes to a team and they have a, let, let's just say, I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, he goes to New England, okay, cheap, with incentives. Him and Blount are a great two-headed monster. I can see them bringing them both back the next year for the same thing. Um, I really do. Same thing with Minnesota. You know, we're um, having a two-headed monster there where they're trading off, and it's a good back and forth. Um, they'll bring him back cheap. But you're right. If he's a solo back or the key work guy in the team, which I'm seeing less and less now, um, if he plays next year, it, it would be a surprise. You are right. And I suppose the last team that I'm really keeping an eye on this year uh, is that train wreck that is the New York Jets. I mean, the time is running out for Todd Bowles and their quarterback situation, and they've done nothing to show folks that, hey, this is what really needs to happen. You better find somebody soon. You know you have a quarterback problem when you say, hey, the Cleveland Browns have a better quarterback situation than you do. If that isn't any sentence, you know it's pretty bad. And one last item in uh, with the Cleveland Browns. I don't know if you heard about uh, Terrell Pryor and why he's now with Washington. No. 
somebody in Cleveland did not pick up the phone fast enough, apparently. Uh, as the agent was negotiating with Cleveland, they said, hey, this is what Terrell would like on his way back, and he'd be happy to sign with you guys. And so the bottom line is the Cleveland front office never picked up the phone. They waited until after Pryor had signed and somebody from the front office called and left a voicemail message saying, hey, we're sorry we didn't get back to you. We just saw your message and we would like to we would like you to come back. And we we thank you for becoming a part of the 2017 Browns. <laughs> I think that only story is valid with the Cleveland Browns in it. Oh, and that that was super awkward. And the funny part about it is that Pryor didn't pick it up because he knew who it was, but he also knew he already had signed, so he thought it was going to be bad stuff. And it was just the fact that the Browns, being the Browns, totally dropped the ball on keeping what was arguably their best receiver. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to throw a fantasy question out there. Um, for you for next year, your hot take next year, running backs, who is going to be, have the most touchdowns, not yards, not this, which running back will have the new touchdowns the way you're thinking. I'll tell you mine. I'm going to say David Johnson. Wow. That's something that's out of left field. Um, I think that whoever new England uses as their grunt back will be the man who does it because Blount had 18 this year, which is kind of astounding even though i think he gained a total of like 400 yards but i think whoever new england is going to use for their all-purpose back ultimately uh takes the record again this year okay i just did a quick google search where you were talking about last season's league leader touchdown this is in any position um boy we hit the nail in the head number one was david johnson with 20 <laughs> number two Ligar won 18 <laughs> and so we were right there uh guess who number three was oh no idea ezekiel elliott uh you know that kid's got so much talent i actually i should have said him i think that actually i am going to change my opinion i think that next year dallas's offense will be truly exciting to watch yeah, um, on a fantasy team, we got keepers. Uh, one of my friends who I go to watch draft for with every year, uh, he actually has David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, boy, that is rough. Yeah, I have now, I have Antonio Brown, uh, Julio Jones, and uh, shoot, um, another tier one receiver. So my wide receiver core is stacked. Uh, but yeah, okay. Now, uh, number four and five, that's all we'll go over. Guess who number four was? No idea. LaShawn McCoy. That one surprised me. Yeah, it did because it's Buffalo. And guess who number five was? That's the last one we'll do. This one, if you'd have told me the answer, I would have said you're lying until I read it here. He's, uh, he's tied with LaShawn McCoy. Oh, Levy and Bell didn't really get up to speed till late, so it can't be him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, this one, I would have given you 10 guesses, and I would say you wouldn't have got it. He started off very slow, but picked up Jordy Nelson. Oh, yeah. Actually, who's the wide receiver who's going to be actually a running back next year for Green Bay? Oh, boy. Gee. <laughs> that I don't know. That, I'll look it up. I, 
I'm shooting off the cuff here, but uh, that was actually, I think that's why Eddie Lacy became completely expendable. Either that or Seattle just has a thing for fat running backs. I'm not sure. Uh, Devonta Adams, he, he had uh, 12 last year. Okay, I'd have to look. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, I know that he was number 84. I, I'll, I'll have to uh, look at the roster. Yeah, since I'm a Viking fan, I'm looking down uh, uh, the top leader for the Vikings here. It's looking pretty sad. Well, there'll, there'll be a lot of teams that are sort of in the rebuilding, which actually, at some point, we'll have to talk about parity at length because... I don't think I, well, I've never been a fan of it. I like the old days where we had football teams that won outright because they were that good. Because you look at some of the paper tigers we had this year, and one of them is actually the Miami Dolphins because they went on a 8-2 uh, uh, and two run for their last 10 games of the year. And then when you looked at their schedule, well, that's exactly what they should have done because the two teams they lost to uh, was one of the teams they played in the first round of the playoffs, Pittsburgh and um, and New England. And so it was clear that they were not at the caliber that those two teams were. But looking at their record, you would have thought, hmm, they're a peer. No, they are not. Yep. Okay. Um, I was going to guess uh, for the Minnesota who had the most touchdowns, I was right. I was going to say Kyle Rudolph. He did. Um, makes sense with a new quarterback late, you know, coming in, you know, Brett, you know. Sam um, Bradford coming in real late, you know, and everything like that. Tight ends are usually the check down. So, uh, yeah, so which makes sense. And I think he, next year, fantasy for fantasy talk, is going to be a highly underdrafted tight end. Highly underdrafted tight end. So, and I do think points at the end of the year, he will have the same amount of points as uh, Gronk. Just because Gronk is out so much. When Gronk's healthy, he lights it up. But he's out quite a bit with injury. So, there you go. Well, and as big of a monster as he is, he's surprisingly fragile now. Exactly. And Bruce doesn't know this, but coming up here this summer, we are going to have some fantasy-only shows um, where we'll talk and uh, give our hot takes for uh, fantasy football. So, anything else you go before we close this podcast out? Actually, next week, we should discuss the USA Hockey Women's Team. Okay, come back next week and we'll talk about that, uh, which is uh, pretty good. I think that'll be a fun talk there. It will be a fun talk, and we'll even bring in the money situation, too. So, there we go. That's it, the show this week. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show in episode number 14. Any questions, comments, concerns, and or corrections, email Tracy at Podmas.com, and we will get back with you. If you ever want to join us, Come on, join us. Uh, we normally record Tuesday nights. So if that's a free night and you want to come join us, hey, come on and join us if you want. If you just want to come out and hang out when we're recording, that's fine too. Uh, we might ask you one question or you want to chime in, that's fine too. Just one or two here, but just let us know. Thanks, everybody, for taking your time out of your busy schedule, downloading and listening to this. Everybody have a good day. Good week. <laughs>